Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Having a Disney craving you can't fill? Lifelong Disney World adventurers, Ashley and Sammy will take you on a journey through the parks, movies, books, and more. Whether you live miles or states away, if you love Disney, you'll love hanging out with the Pixie Dust Twins on the Limitless Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. This is Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Let's get swimming. But before we do that, don't forget to like and subscribe to all of our channels and social media things. All right. We are on our third episode. Very excited. Today, we're going to be talking about what? We are talking about how to survive a day at one of the Disney parks at the Florida uh, Walt Disney World Resort. But it could probably apply everywhere. It probably could. Yeah. A lot of these are very general kind of things that uh, we're going to go over. We're not going specifically into the parks until the next couple episodes, which we're really looking forward to. But these are just great tips on how to survive. Because when me and her started going, yeah, it was busy. But there were seasons where you could go and no one was there. After Thanksgiving... Like Thanksgiving day would be crazy. And then the day after Thanksgiving for like a week or two, no one was ever at the park. You could ride Space Mountain 10 times in an hour and you were golden. But nowadays you can't do that. So we want to help you survive your first time going to Disney because it can be very stressful and we don't want the stress to make you not want to go back. Cause I think that's what happens with a lot of people is they get so stressed. They don't want to go back to Disney. I agree. And so, I mean, it's everything from like, what should you wear when you go to the Mm -hmm. parks? What should you bring when you go to the parks? You know, like, how should you handle your day? How should you plan it out? You're going to kind of go over every little thing to kind of make it smoother for you. Make it. You talk about the app. There's an app. Mm -hmm. All about the app. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. when did they release that? It's only been a couple of years, right? Oh, it's been longer than that. It's been a couple of years. I was still living in Florida. So it's, 
It's been, it's been almost, it's been uh, like eight or nine years. It's been almost a decade. Uh, never mind about that then. It feels like much shorter. I have added that. a lot of stuff. That's true. Yeah. Because you couldn't do fast passes like you can now. Oh boy. You guys are missing out the paper fast passes and <sighs> running to go get in line to get that fast pass. And then you don't know what you're going to score. And you pulled out and you're like, oh man, it's like four hours from now. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. I was always the runner for the family. I don't know about you. Oh, no. We couldn't split apart. We all had to run together. Dad was oh. very specific. My mom and dad were like, okay, here's our passes. Bye-bye. Go get us some. And I'm just like, okay. Run, run, run. That might have happened when we got old enough to run off on our own. Yeah. I think when I finally turned 16, they let us go out on our own without supervision. So that's probably when that happened. But you know, you know my parents, They're, especially my, my dad. I love him, but he was strict. Yeah. Well, my dad was just lazy. So that's why he's just like, hey, you could go get it. You know? Your parents and my parents are very different. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. The way we do everything, our whole Disney vibe. Yeah. It's a little the same. A little different. I think your parents yeah. are like more on their wavelength now though with some of it. They have started slowing down. They don't have to go on every single ride anymore. They exactly. just want to enjoy the experience. Mm-hmm. We've been doing for years where my family just figured out how to do that a couple years ago. Exactly. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm still go, 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 go. But that's because I don't live there anymore. So yeah, I'm going to experience difference. it all every time. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. But anyway, yeah. definitely got a little off topic. Let's just go into our, our first uh, subject. So <laughs> what to wear? When you go to the parks, number one, wear some comfortable shoes, I would say. Yes. Shoes are important. I'm a flip-flop girl, though. I will wear a pair of flip-flops all day long. Not die. like chunky ones. They're just like the flat ones. I would still die. My feet would be so, so much in pain. I just cannot imagine if I did flip-flops all day. There's just no way. I don't. Okay, let's be real. I, I'm in my 30s now. I don't know if my feet can handle it anymore. The last time I was there, I think I was 29. I was about to enter the 30s club, and I think my feet were starting to feel it. But I, I, I don't know. I just There's a thing about flip-flops that I just always like to wear flip-flops. But I agree with Samantha. Wear some comfortable shoes, um, especially if you know that you're going to be running around a lot, especially if you have kids and are going to be oh. carrying them or oh, yeah. pushing the stroller. Just make sure you have some comfortable shoes. And make sure you check the weather. Weather is huge when you're going to Disney because depending on when you go, the weather can change like that when it comes to like humidity and heat. It's always going to be hot, but (laughs) always and forever. What months did you say? What are the hottest months that no matter what, you're going to be in shorts and a tank top and Um, shoes? May to September, it will be hot. It will probably rain at some point in time, especially when you hit June through at least August, I would say. Mm-hmm. But anytime May to September, you will die. It will be extremely hot. Do not come here expecting to be anything else. The other months, we get to play a fun game of, is it going to be ungodly hot today? Or is it going to be in the 40s? Because that definitely happens too. I've been at Disney World and it's been 32 degrees outside. So yeah, it's, it's a fun game. Like she said, Check the weather and please, for love of God, I know there's a lot of Disney groups and whatnot on Facebook. Don't be that person. Don't go on there and ask everybody, what is the temperature going to be like in December? Because we do not know. Okay. This is what I'm telling you. It might be 90 degrees and it might be 30 degrees. Better just bring clothes for everything because you never know. You'll either be freezing or hot. There's just no in between here. Yeah. 
That's very true. When I was living in Florida, whenever Christmas hit, there was one Christmas, I was wearing shorts and tank tops one Christmas at Disney. And then I went, well, I think I was there 2017 for Christmas and I was in winter jacket. I had my winter jacket on in Disney in Florida. I was so mad. (laughs) I remember that because I came out to visit you the day before on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. That year, oh boy, yeah, we were wearing scarves. I was wearing like, you know, my boots, which I really don't wear hardly ever unless it's mm-hmm. super cold here. I remember sitting and trying to watch the fireworks with you guys. And I was just like, this is awful. It's so, it's like being in Indiana. I was just like, where am I at? This is insane. Yeah, it was a really weird year. So always check that weather whenever you're going down to Florida. Wait until probably the week before and check the weather app for like the 15-day forecast. It'll kind of give you a glimpse. Normally, it's not Indiana, thank goodness, or the Midwest. It's not like you're going to look 15 days ahead and it's saying 70 degrees, but then you get there and it's 20 degrees. Florida doesn't do that extreme, but it does a little bit adjust. If it's saying 70, it could go up to like 75, 80, or it could go down to like 60, but it's not going to do like the huge, huge changes that you get in like the Midwest and the Northern states. So when you're checking the weather app, just make sure you know that. But honestly, just take t-shirts, take long sleeves, take sweatshirts, take those sweat shoes, take your flip-flops, whatever you like. Just take kind of an array so that way you are prepared and take a poncho. Get a poncho or an umbrella because as she said in the summer, it always rains at least once a day unless it's changed. When I was living down there, it was always between three and five. Yeah, no, it's pretty consistent still. Yep. You're just like, oh, yeah, it's 4.15. All right. And it's not going to just like, oh, it's going to sprinkle. No, it is going to massively downpour where you're going to be like, oh, we're in a flood. This is insane. It's a hurricane. It's whatever. Florida rain, right? The afternoon showers have come a calling. But I have been at, I know I was at Epcot. Now, granted, they're redoing all of the Epcot entrance, but I was at the front part of Epcot near Interventions, you know? Mm-hmm. And it started doing one of those rains one year and they have the worst drainage. I had them in at least half a foot, maybe a little more of just the water that was just building up because my freaking shoes were so wet. My socks were so, you know, it was just insane. You're trying to wade through this water and it was just like, you're treading it, trying to get out. It was crazy. So I would also bring, like she said, bring you know, whatever you want, but bring extra shoes. Mm-hmm. Because trust me, my shoes, uh, it probably took a good two days for them to dry out because it's so humid down here that it's not like when you're at home when you have other ways to try and dry out your shoes during your hotel room. You got that one little tiny air conditioning unit and it doesn't provide a lot of the air you need to dry off your shoes. So yeah. honestly, that's why I say flip flops because if you're wearing plastic flip flops, they dry so quickly. Oh, <laughs> you don't yeah. have to worry about socks. There you go. And the rainfalls, they can last five minutes. They could last a couple hours. Just be prepared for any sort of rainfall whatsoever. And what's really funny about Florida is as soon as that rain's over, unless it's some big forecasted storm, the sun comes out brighter than ever. And it's even more hot and humid because of the water. Yeah. You would think it would cool down, right? Because it rained. No, it's so much worse afterwards because now it's muggy and in the air. But let me tell you, during that rain shower, if you ride it out the park, all these people are going to leave. I've been there. I've been the lever. I've done it. But if you wait it out right afterwards or even in the middle of it, 
if you can tough it out in that rain, you will get on so much stuff because everyone's just stitching the park, but you'll find so many short lines. You'll be able to mm -hmm. get into stuff, even like getting food. I'm sure all those lines are shorter too, but that's the time to be at the park. It's, it's kind of terrible, but it's pretty legit too. If you don't mind being a little wet while you're waiting in, you know, some lines, just another tip. This is why me and my family are the poncho family, because we were the ones who would stay and get in all of those lines because everyone else left and we would never leave. Unless it was thunder, lightning, like safety issues. Don't do anything dumb. But if it's just rain, I'm not a witch. I'm not going to melt. I mean, plus if it's lightning out, they'll close half the roller coasters and stuff. So, I mean, that is it's like, very eh, what's the point? You know, you might as well just go home and do something else. Or go shopping. So did we cover everything? Like, uh, no, we did not. No, we're, wow. We just swooped. We missed a bunch of stuff actually. So, well, it kind of ties into our next topic too, but as far as like Thank what you. you're bringing. Yeah, that's true. Don't bring a bunch of stuff. I mean, I get it. You have five kids. You feel like you need to bring half your house with you. I understand. I don't have kids, so I don't have to deal with that. But at the end of the day, the less you bring, the happier you will be because mm -hmm. you don't want to lug around a bunch of stuff. Now I get it, if you have a baby, you got to bring the diaper bag and stuff. I mean, it's life, right? But you know, your kid doesn't need their iPad and their Nintendo switch. They don't need like yeah, the things yeah, to yeah. entertain them. Just leave it at the hotel. It's okay. They'll survive. And then Ashley has her big tip, which is what she always does. Right. How are you not getting this? I thought this was going to be a really cool segue. The locker. Yeah. I'm really confused. <laughs> tried so hard. Okay. So I, I think this is where you're going with it. I always bring a bag and in my bag, I always have certain things that I bring. So you always want to make sure you have a bottle of water. You want to stay hydrated, especially during those hot months. You want to bring, like we talked about some extra clothes. And when you do have to bring some of these extra things that are just overloading, there's this great thing that they have. It's called lockers. <laughs> And in these lockers, you can, there's a bunch of different sizes. You get some money back at the end of the day if you turn in your key on time. But you can store all these things in your locker. My family, we always take sweatshirts with us because sometimes during the day when it's hot outside during like the winter months and the fall months, it can be really hot outside and all you want to do is wear a t-shirt and shorts. But then it comes to the sun going down and it gets chilly and you want to watch the fireworks and you don't want a sweatshirt, but you don't want to lug it around all day. Because if you lug it around all day, I guarantee you your back is not going to like you and you want to enjoy your time there. So make sure if you bring extra stuff because you know you need it, whether it's because you have a kid or you just want to make sure you have a little bit more, go rent a locker. They're never sold out because a lot of people don't use them, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous not to use them. And they're also great. So when you go shop, like if you decide to randomly go shopping in the middle of the day and you don't want to lug around all of the stuff that you just bought and you're not staying at a hotel that they can just ship them to, you can take them to your locker and put them in your locker. So make sure you utilize that if you're going to have extra stuff because it is going to help your back. I can tell you multiple times where I didn't put stuff in a locker and I took too much and my back was killing me yeah. by the end of the day because it was just pulling on my shoulders and everything. I tend to do that a lot. So do what I say, not what I do. And like you said about the water, how you said bring it, mm -hmm. that, that's a key word. You want to bring it with you if you can. Yeah. If you buy it there, you're going to spend a lot of money because Disney is not cheap and their water 
is not cheap either. And go on Amazon, you know, or stop by a Walmart or something and get water and bring it to your hotel or have it delivered to your hotel if that's what you want to do because you fly in. So much cheaper to still do that than to buy the water there. Sorry, Disney. I just, it's so expensive to get stuff It there, is. You know, and that's just one thing you don't really need to waste money on if you can help it. You want to buy your favorite Disney ears, not a bunch of water. Mm-hmm. And I waste money, see? And I waste <laughs> money on that. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, right? You know. What else? Oh, Band-Aids. Hello. Yeah, that's something yeah. I would have in my stash, either in your bag you have in your locker, but preferably on you, on your person somewhere if you're out and about, because mm-hmm. a lot of you will wear shoes that you have not broken in yet, and you will get blisters. Mm-hmm. That's just a reality of Disney World. Or your feet get wet from the rain and you get a blister from that because we don't all wear flip flops. <laughs> Another, I guess, perk for Ashley's flip flops. But <laughs> that's just one of my things. They've come in handy every once in a while, you know, mm-hmm. just to have them just in case you get, you know, that occasional blister or something else happens. They have first aid stations, but then you got to like lug your way all the way up there. And if your feet are yeah. dying from the blister you got, you probably don't want to really do that. Another little yeah. tip that I always have some band-aids somewhere on me. I totally agree. Band-Aids, having, having a little first aid with you is a good thing. Cause like she said, there's only one real medical stop in each park and it's all the front. And whenever these blisters happen, you're always in the farthest part of the park. Or if your child decides to fall and scrape their knee or anything, probably some of the shops and probably some of the workers can get you stuff, but it's just easier to have your own. Much easier. I agree. Yeah. Well, we talked about money a little bit because everything is expensive. Make sure you have enough money on you. Uh, nowadays, it's just really easy to take your credit card or your debit card. Or gift um, cards. Even. Yeah, or gift cards. Yeah. Yes, gift cards are great. I would just keep a little bit of cash on you just in case. Mm-hmm. You never know when something might go down system-wise or whatnot. So just make sure you have some cash on you. They do have ATMs there, but the processing fee is ridiculous. So make sure you already have cash withdrawn. That's the one thing about Disney when you're going to the park, you want to spend your money on the right things and not on the wrong things. So just making sure you are as prepared as possible, like bringing bottled water, bringing snacks for your child. I'm not saying a ton of big snacks, but maybe a little snack for midday because it's they're young and they need something to keep their energy going because they just stopped napping. Making sure you just bring the right thing so you don't have to spend the money on it so you can spend your money on the things that are more important, like maybe getting something fun for your child as a memorabilia or getting lunch that day at one of the restaurants, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I agree with all of that for sure. On the bringing part, I don't think anything's left except making sure you bring the right person along with you to go to Disney. Yeah, right here. Very key because... If you can bring someone who's not into the whole Disney vibe, and I get it. Some people become converts after they get there, okay? That's the thing. You get there and you're just like, oh, it's so magical. I get it now. But some people are just haters on life, and you don't want to bring them with you. They will bring you down. You will have a terrible time because of the person that you brought, as much as I hate to say it. So having your best friend or someone you enjoy going with Mm -hmm. is the ideal way to do a Disney day in my opinion and in her opinion, which is the right opinion. Yeah. If you're a family listening to this and you're thinking about going to Disney, make sure that both of you spouses, partners, whatever 
make sure both of you are willing and ready to go into this chaos. Because if one of you is coming in with a negative attitude, it is not going to be a good time. It's not going to be fun. Your kids are going to drive you insane if you have kids and the crowds and everything's going to drive you insane. So coming to Disney, you have to come in with a positive attitude and an attitude knowing that not everything is going to go exactly how you plan it. Not everything is going to be perfect. It's just not because whether it's going to rain or someone's going to get sick, we went to Disney and my dad's gotten sick and he was out of commission for a couple days where it was just me and mom or me and Travis going out and just letting them rest. Things happen. So you got to be flexible and you got to be ready for that sort of stuff to happen. Maybe all of a sudden your favorite ride is closed and you have no idea until you get there. You got to be flexible. It's happened. It's things. Mm-hmm. You got to be flexible as you walk into those situations because if you go in negatively, it's not going to be a fun experience. Nowhere, anywhere you go, whether it's Disney or Universal or Six Flags or Cedar Point or wherever you like to go and spend time. If you don't go in with a positive attitude, you're not going to have fun. I agree. Hey, Pixie Dusters, it's Sammy. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. Have you checked out our social media yet? We have lots of exciting things coming to our Instagram account. Plus, the Limitless Broadcasting Company is launching a lot of new content on YouTube, including the video version of this podcast. So make sure you follow us at Pixie Dust Twins, as well as at Limitless Broadcasting, where you'll find links to all of our podcast shows, including this one, as well as information about our Patreon account, where your donations help us grow and produce more content. We look forward to seeing you on Instagram. Now let's get back to the show. Oh yeah. So now let's touch on the app, the magical Disney experience app. Yes. I wish we had this when you were younger. It would have made life. Oh my gosh. Yes. I I have like a love hate a little bit with that because I mean, I do like that, you know, it's easy to go on. You can see all the wait times, which is Mm -hmm. awesome to plan out where you want to go next or, you know, try and see, even like you just said, if something's broken down, you can see it on the app because it'll say temporarily closed. You know, don't bother walking over pirates because you can't get on it right now. So we might as well Mm -hmm. find something else to do. Right. I love that. You can even order ahead now at some of the fast food restaurants. You're not even there yet. And you can put in your whole order and then you just click and say, I'm here. And then sometimes it's been really fast when we've used Mm -hmm. it. It's been like just a couple minutes that we've had to wait for our food, which is so much better than having to stand in line, you know, and I think that's a really awesome thing that they added to that. You can see what show times are. They used to have these, the paper times guides back in the day that you had to pick up, you'd have to walk in and you have, you know, brochures. I didn't really get the brochures and I I know Ashley, I'm sure you didn't either, but. Oh, I did. I wish you sent home with me. I mean, I'd get like a souvenir one, but not to like use while I was in the park. Cause I didn't. Oh no, I never used it in the park. My mother did. I'm like, mom, you've been coming here forever. Why do you always get this? She's like, well, what if something's changed? That is so funny. Oh my God. I love it. She's going to get mad at me when she listens to this. My mom was religious about getting the times guides. I would never remember to do that on the way in, but that was the only way you used to know when the shows would be, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to go see the Beauty and the Beast show today, but you have no idea what time it's at. Now it's on the app, which is just awesome because it makes it so much easier. You can go on there and schedule fast passes. This is where I get a little salty about that because if you are staying in a hotel, which great for you, that's awesome, right? You're on vacation. Love it. You can schedule how many days? 180 days. Is that right? Yeah. I actually can schedule here in the next like month. Woo. 
my point is I am a pass holder. I don't stay at a hotel. I stay at my house and I can only do it 30 days in advance. And do you know how many fast passes there are 30 days in advance? Zero. There are not really any. Now I tried to sneak on. I'm going to be real with you. The last time I had friends in town, when Logan came in here with his, his meow fiance. Yeah. I uh, snuck onto his fast passes and Disney noticed, and that was like a good 60 days out. It wasn't 100 days, 180. It was definitely like more like 60 days. And they kept sending me these emails telling me if I did not upgrade my pass or stay somewhere, they were going to take me off of it. And I ignored them and I ignored them. And guess what? They waited until like two weeks out and they took me off all his fast passes. So that's legit. Don't try and sneak on. They won't let you do it. Okay, but let's, this has to be new because you were on my fast passes in 2017 yeah. and you were able to go on all of them. So either it's because they've changed it or it's because you weren't linked as a family member on their app. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm just very salty about the whole You're thing. a family member on our app. So maybe it'll work. So maybe it'll work. We're going to try because Ashley wants to go on some fast passes with Samantha in December. Let me tell you. Because, you know, I have not ridden the Pandora ride because I'm not waiting five hours for that. That's some nonsense right there. My brother and mom and dad did that when I was down there with you. I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah, I'm not waiting. It's not going to happen. I am never going to be a person that waits in line for three hours I don't even want to wait more than like 30 minutes. Let's be real. If it's more than 30 minutes, I start to kind of go, eh, maybe we can come back later to do this. But the nice thing about the app is you can see when those times go down. Because that's how I got on one of the new Star Wars rides with um, Amanda and Logan was because ah. we were watching the apps, right? And then we saw that the line went down. It was like 40 minutes. So we just very quickly got over (laughs) to that side and got in line. And it was great because all day I had been like at least probably an hour and a half, two hours, something. I remember I wouldn't go on Toy Story Mania. It took me like almost five years before I actually rode that ride because the line was so long. You could never get fast passes because it was brand new. Like I'm not dealing with this. I'm not doing it. And I finally got to ride it 2017 because it was finally lowering. Exactly. And I got on it in October and we waited like 20 minutes because we were religiously watching the app and saw the line went down for whatever reason. I don't even know why. I think like Slinky Dog broke down or something. So I think maybe people just left the area. Maybe. Get on Slinky Dog. I don't really know what happened, but I was just like, this is legit. That's the fastest I've ever gotten on that. That's amazing. What else is on the app? Oh, uh, the photo Photo pass. Yeah. That's the other big thing is you can Characters that you can get pictures with, number one. And then number two, good locations where they'll have the photo pass out, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I love photo pass. It's great. I know you do, obviously. Being a photographer. Yeah. Yeah. But it also allows you and I to share our photos because, okay, back in the day, if you haven't been to Disney, if you never got to go to Disney back in the day when me and her were young, the photo pass was you had, or depending on how you came to Disney, if you came for the day, it was a paper thing. If you came in a stayed at a resort, it was like a key card. Right. Your pass to get into the show, into the parks was a key card, like your hotel room. And you would have to scan that key card to get your photos. And then you couldn't view your photos until you got home and like got online. And then you had to order them online. And it was just such a mess. Or you could go to like a photo area and order them um, while you're there. But who wants to take the time to go do that when you want to go on a ride? So 
when the app came out with PhotoPass, all you got to do now, because they have bracelets now for, do you have bracelets for annual passes? I can get one every year. Every time we resort, we can get a free one. They're bracelets now, and they just scan the bracelet, which then links to your app, and the pictures are right there. And if you have a premium or something, or if you're a pass holder, you get to download your pictures for free. I used that when I was down there. <laughs> Fine, she just downloaded them and sent them to me, right? Yes, sure. they're included. I mean you get to see your pictures within like an hour, if that. It depends on the character. Like the Star Wars ones, they took a little bit longer. Yeah. And some of the rides do it like, automatically now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, the Mine Train, all of that's automatic now. Mm-hmm. So it used to be like, get off the ride, you got to go find your picture, you got to scan your band, remember? You got to find it, make sure you don't scan the yeah. thing. But now it's Ooh, all like, You had to get the number. Oh. When we were really young, you had oh, to get the yeah, number. Get it down. Yeah, it was a lot. It's much, much, much easier now. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The app is just so much easier. So you need to, need to, need to, if you are going to Disney, get it as soon as you can. Because also you can reserve dinner reservations on the app. There's a bunch of different places that you can do dinner reservations and just not in the parks. You can actually do stuff for Disney Springs, which is the big shopping center. You can do reservations at any of the resorts, restaurants. This app isn't just for the parks. It's for literally the whole Walt Disney World Resort. They have water parks. I don't know if you know this. There's two water parks at Walt Disney World. It just, it's absolutely amazing. So make sure, make sure that you get this app and use it wisely, especially for this next part that we're going to talk about, which is our day plan, which is really, really important. All right. So my first thing when you get there, if depending on what park you go to, this can be for any park, run a locker. Like I said at the beginning, make sure you get that locker, make sure you get everything in there that you need, and then make sure you get any fast pass, like family photo right away. If you're at Magic Kingdom, find a photographer in front of the castle. Epcot, find it in front of Spaceship Earth. Animal Kingdom, the tree. I don't know what they do at Hollywood Studios anymore. It's changed so many times. Make sure you get those pictures right away, because I guarantee you, especially if you're there during the summer, if you did your makeup, or your hair, or anything, it is going to be melted off within the first hour. Yeah, you're going to be looking all crazy. I don't suggest doing your makeup. I don't even suggest doing your hair. Throw it up in a bun for all I care, because it's just going to be an absolute mess by the end of the day. It's You're going to want to put it up in a bun. So make sure you do pictures right away so the, the family pictures look good. And if you have little ones, uh, they're more than likely to cooperate right there at the beginning then the middle or at the end of the day when they're hungry and tired and cranky and ready to go home and go to bed so there's that and then this is my tip I don't know if Sammy agrees with me on this one but I always look at where I want to eat during the day so for example Magic Kingdom I always like to eat lunch at the Columbia House and then dinner at Cosmo Ray's Starlight Cafe that's just kind of my norm. I don't like to change it up that much. I'm a creature of habit. So that means if I'm going to want to eat lunch at Columbia House, I'm going to want to start at uh, Adventureland and work my way around. So by the time I get to lunch, I'm at Columbia House and then uh, Tomorrowland, I can finish up in the evening and eat dinner there. And that's kind of how I plan my day. I plan it around what I want to eat. If you have a different take or if something is more important for you, plan it around that. Maybe there's certain fast passes that you had and say, 
like if I went in for that day and actually my fast pass for Space Mountain is in the morning or in the, in the early afternoon, I might switch around how I eat that day and just go a plan that way. So my biggest my biggest tip for you guys is make sure you have a game plan on where you want to begin, where are you kind of your path and where you want to stop because you do not want to be zigzagging all over these parks because they're humongous. Yes. Now I feel like MGM is kind of a hard one not to zigzag around because there's so many, it's not a full circle. It's like like different. Exactly. Kind of. Yeah. Cause all of the other ones are really, like you just said, there's some sort of circular pattern. Mm-hmm. I mean, Epcot's kind of like two circles, but it's still, it's a circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what happened when they, who was drunk when they designed the studios. Well, that was the first one they designed after Disney died because Walt Disney was an integral part of designing right. Epcot. You're going to be just walking all over the place when you go to the studios. I agree with that. Anything you want to add? So, okay. The other thing I had, we were talking about the fast passes. You hook them as far out as you can in advance because you'll get the better ride doing it that way. You'll get on the most popular ones, I guess I should say. And then always remember when you're talking about if you want to plan around your fast passes, at least you don't have to plan around them necessarily, but know when they are. Because like you said, number one, you don't want to be walking all over the park. You know, that the opposite side, you know, you're over in Tomorrowland and you need to get over to adventure land to get on your pirates fast pass Mm -hmm. something like that you want to kind of be mindful of that number two always remember you have a freaking hour window i don't understand how you're missing your fast pass you have an hour to get there people okay so Mm -hmm. land that accordingly be mindful of what time it is you know if your next fast pass starts in 10 minutes and you have that hour window don't get in line for something that has a three hour wait you're not going to get your fast pass so always kind of keep that in the back of your mind too when you are booking those out If they're kind of near each other, you could probably book them back to back, but a lot of people Mm -hmm. like to kind of space them out throughout the day because that gives you a little more time to do other stuff in between and get over there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, if something goes wrong, like the ride breaks down, God forbid, and it takes a little bit longer, at least you have like a a more of a cushion, you know, in there. Yeah. Um, I also agree with you about the dining plans, but I'm bougie and so is my husband. So that's true. So we tend to... (laughs) plan out where we're going to eat. Now, mind you, we live here. So we're also a little bit more last minute when we do it. But Robbie's biggest thing is where can I eat? And that'll be kind of where we start (laughs) for making our plans is where are we going to eat, whether it's a hotel or at the park somewhere, but there's so many options. I mean, you can do fast food, obviously, if that's Mm -hmm. what you prefer to do. And then the sit down restaurants, you can do character meals. You can just do like a regular sit down. You know, there's a lot of options and price yeah. points. You should be able to find something everyone enjoy. There's buffets, just plain sit downs. You know, there's a, a good chunk of choices, I would say. Another big thing is to take breaks during the day. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to leave the park, but you know, you could just go sit down, get a drink, sit in some air conditioning somewhere, especially in the summer. Cause that's a killer that heat it ex- mm-hmm. exhausts you. And that's when people start getting mad. And that's when things start seeming like they're going wrong. You know, mm-hmm. you just got to take that break. Just take that 10, 15 minutes even, and just sit down somewhere and just chill out. Mm-hmm. It'll make a big difference. And if you have little ones, I would say you probably will have to leave in the middle of the day and let them take a nap because yeah. I know some people just let them sleep in the stroller and that's okay, but it's just so hot out. I just feel mm-hmm. like I always, as a kid that we would always leave the park and go back and we go to the pool maybe for a little bit and take a nap. And it was just a nice break in the middle of the day. You know, Disney's not going anywhere. We'll still be there when you get done. And then, oh, the fireworks, another big tip. Yeah. So obviously we're big into fireworks. Love it. Yeah. 
but if you're going to watch them in front of the castle, you're going to be squished. It's going to be hot. You're going to be just very, very close to people. There is no social distancing. That's the big key words, right? You're going to be pushed around. You're going to have people Mm -hmm. walk in front of you. I mean, it's just the nature of the game. We personally, because also we've seen the fireworks a couple of times, so it makes a difference, I guess, too. But we always like to go off to the side. There's nice little bridges where you can still see the castle and the fireworks. And I think it's just Mm -hmm. as good. You can go, you have to get there really early, but the train station, if you can get upstairs and get an early spot, you may have to wait a couple hours, but you know, if if you've kind of done everything for the day, that's a good way to kind of chill out for the night. That's a really nice place to watch it. Not everyone knows Mm -hmm. that it's high up. You can see everything. And when you're ready to leave, you're basically right by the entrance. So it's super easy to get in and out. I've also watched them in Liberty Square, Frontierland, probably all the lands, basically. Yeah, same. You can see the fireworks. They pipe the music in basically everywhere. Not all of them have views of the castle, but the fireworks are the fireworks. I mean, I feel like they're good no matter what. It's the vibe, even if you can't see the castle. (laughs) Yeah, and what also is great about the fireworks and finding a place, if you are going to be at Disney for multiple days and you're going to go to the same park multiple times, when you go and stay at the resorts, normally you're staying like a week or a week and a half and you have the hopper passes, more than likely. Most people do hopper passes. Not everyone does, but most people will do a hopper pass where you can go around different places. So if you're going to go to, let's say Magic Kingdom, like two or three times in a week, the fireworks are great and I love them, but you really only need to see the show once especially if there are rides that you didn't hit. If there are certain rides that are always busy and you didn't hit them, I guarantee it, 100% guarantee, actually 200% guarantee, that when those fireworks shows start, it is going to be short enough lines for you to get on those rides. I always, when the fireworks show starts, I head for Space Mountain or Snow White Mine Ride or something that's always so busy that I can get on just like that. So that way I can enjoy the ride while everyone else is enjoying the show. And there are some rides that you can ride that you will actually see the show. Big Thunder Mountain is one of my favorite rides to ride at night, especially when the fireworks show is starting because you're going around and up and down, but you're seeing this firework display as you're going on this roller coaster, which is so cool. Same with People Mover. It's a very slow pace. You can kind of see the fireworks show here and there as they go in and out of different places in Tomorrowland. So don't think you always have to watch the fireworks show. Watch it once, enjoy it, but then uh, the next time you're there, ignore it and go do some rides or do something that you weren't able to do before. Now the characters, they normally stop at like, I think four or five, I think is is that cutoff time in the evening. Sometimes I think three, Mm -hmm. but I think they can go till five. I know that they tend to have at the front though, I think it's Mickey and Minnie right now. They usually run pretty much till the park closes and they're the only ones I think that stay late. And maybe, I don't even know if Tinkerbell I know is up there for a while and I don't know if she stays that late though. Yeah. Well, I know like certain ones, like the ones that normally come outside, they're normally down by like three, Mm -hmm. three or four, depending on the park and depending how long the parks open up. The parks open till midnight, they'll normally be out till like four or five. I've had, but like when I've done it, but I think like when the park's shorter, I think they probably are not out as long. It it just depends on the season. Check the app. And you got to watch too when you're during the fireworks, don't forget they close off part of Fantasyland. Yes. How many years have we been doing this? And I swear to you, I always forget. And I'm just like, why is it closed? Oh, because the fireworks are about to start, dummy. That's why. Yeah, so just a key thing there. It'll be a little difficult to navigate. You can still get around, but it takes just a little bit more walking. 
kind of yeah. their way places because they will close it off just as a safety thing for the fireworks. Which reminds me of something that I've been wanting to say this whole podcast episode. Know that when you go into these parks, it is shoulder to shoulder and people, I feel like people forget how to walk and etiquette when they get into these parks yeah. because there's multiple times where you'll be walking and the next thing you know, the family in front of you stops to gaze at something that they see, forgetting that there's other people behind you walking. I'm probably off my game because I don't live there anymore, but when I used to live there, I would be so used to it that I could zig in and zag in and out and not even have to worry about it. If you've never been and dealt with the crowds like this, be on the lookout for people who are just randomly stopping or going really, really slow or who are speeding around you. It's like the rules of the road, but no one follows them. I agree. <laughs> the first Christmas I ever went there on Christmas day, 2010, Travis, my brother, and I thought it would be really laid back. No one's going to be here. No, we were run over by strollers because the moms didn't care. They're just psh, on their way. I'm like, what is going on? So just be wary of that. Don't get mad at them. They're just so excited. And don't think of others. It's hard to forgive, but just forgive them for that. Also, watch what you're doing when you're walking and not running into people. And to go along with that, so Christmas Day mm -hmm. is the busiest day of the year. Christmas Eve is pretty freaking busy, too. I know leading up to Thanksgiving is some of the busiest weeks, mm -hmm. I believe, still. Fourth of July is really crazy. I did that once and I will not do it again. It was, we didn't even stay for the fireworks. It was just awful. It was just so New crazy. Year's is a mad mess. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere at New Year's. Epcot is especially crazy because that's where the adults go. The kids go to the Magic Kingdom. I don't really know who goes to the studios. I know it's busy too. I think it's a mix. But I went to the studios one year and it was busy. It was crowded. What do you expect at Disney? I remember the year you and I went to Epcot. That was crazy. Yeah, I've done Epcot three times, I want to say, something like that. But my yeah. other thing is, if you're going to go at one of those times, definitely try, especially on New Year's Eve, I would try and stay on property somewhere, even if you're a local or you could drive in. Find some easy transportation back because you're going to be just so tired. You're just not going to want to deal with it. That's what we did, and it was just so much easier to do that. But we had to wait on the bus for freaking ever. That was another thing. You're going to wait for everything. Food, yeah. rides, transportation, all of it. But you went on New Year's. What do you expect? That is just how it goes. You wait on everything transportation-wise. I mean, the easiest transportation to do is monorail. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, the boats, if you're staying at yeah. Fort Wilderness, the boats are amazing because not very many people utilize them as much as they utilize the buses oh, yeah. and the monorail system, but probably the quickest is going to be your monorail system. Honestly, hot tip, if you're leaving Magic Kingdom and you're trying to get the ticket center, there's two different monorails. There's an express monorail that takes you straight to the ticket center. There's another monorail that takes you to all the different hotels. So from Magic Kingdom to the ticket center, there's one stop and it's contemporary. And you are going to get to the ticket center faster and less stressed if you use that monorail than you are waiting in the extremely long line of the express monorail. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, it's a pain. It's an absolute pain. And when it's zigzagged and it's down the ramp, you're going to be waiting hours. Yes, it's absolutely nuts. So I hope that some of the stuff that we've talked about today helps you to survive the parks. Yeah. Some of the big things, just making sure you look at what you bring, using that app, and just going in with a 
positive attitude together, whether you're going by yourself or going with family, is probably our biggest things for you from this episode. What do you think, Sammy? Yeah, I would just reiterate bringing, like we said, water, comfortable shoes, and just like you said, a positive attitude and just plan to have fun no matter what. Doesn't really matter if you miss your fast pass or that ride is closed. You know what I mean? The important thing is just to make memories and go and have a good time because there's always something to do. Even if the thing you want to do at that moment, you can't, there's something I promise that you can find to do, whether it's just meeting a character or just sitting and enjoying a drink, whether that's a margarita or a Coke, whatever floats your boat, (laughs) but there's always something to do at Disney for everybody. Well, this has been the Pixie Dust Twins. So make sure that you like and subscribe and check out all of our other shows on the Limitless Podcast Network. We have everything available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, soon iHeartRadio. I know I'm in a couple other shows. Ashley's soon to be in another one. Teaser. Again, if you're looking for any books out there or any publish publishers or seating people, Ashley's looking for a job. So I'm just going to throw that out there too, especially if you're Hyperion. <laughs> Uh, need a Hyperion. Yeah, the Hyperion people, if you're listening, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, Yeah, she has some ideas, so just throwing that out there too. But (laughs) thanks for checking us out and make sure you go to limitlessbroadcasting.com and you'll find all of our other stuff going on there and some merchandise, you know, anything you can imagine. So thank you. See you. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.